Praise the Lord and welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this day. And God, I thank you for what it stands for, God, for us to to give thanks, to you, dear God, to you and to, for all the things that you have done for us, dear God, for all the wonderful gifts and blessings that you've given us, dear God, and, and to thank you for family and to thank you for friends, dear God. And God, I just thank you, Lord, for my family, and I thank you for my friends, dear God, and I pray, God, that you will just bless them, dear God, and just help them, dear God, to turn their heart and life over to you and, and lead them in the direction that you would have them to go, dear God, and do the things that you would have them to do, dear Lord. Now, God, just touch my mind and my lips, dear God, and just speak the words through me, dear God, that you would have us to hear this day, dear God. Lord, I thank you and I praise you and I glorify you for every every wonderful thing. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to go a little different today. Uh, we're going to go into Matthew chapter 25 and we're going to start in verse 14. And we're going to be talking about some talents. And... I, I think this, this scripture was originally uh, meant to talk about money, but uh, the Lord has uh, given it to me in a, a completely different way, so I'm going to follow him. And, and he brought, brought some things out to me and showed me some things that uh, I, as many times as I have heard this and as many times as I have read this passage of scripture, I, I, did, not, I did not catch this. I, I love it when the Lord does those things. I love it when he brings something out in Scripture that I haven't never seen before. But Matthew chapter 25, and we're going to start in verse 14, and we're going to go through verse 30, and then we're going to back up, and uh, uh, I'm going to give you what the, what the Lord has showed me. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered them unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he, he that had received one went and digged in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received the five talents came and brought the five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou in into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. 
Enter thou in into enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathered where thou hast not strode. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strode. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received thine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast he the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now then, this this man, he, he was going on a journey. And he called his these three servants in and he gave them each some talents. Now then, I want you to go back to uh, chapter four or verse 14. And... Um, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants. And as I was thinking about that, I got to thinking about Jesus when he walked up, when he walked down the shores of Galilee and he called the disciples. And if we go to Mark 1 and 17, uh, it says, And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. Now, he was as he was going down the, the shores of Galilee, he seen these men in their boats, and they were mending their nets, probably had been out all night fishing, and, and they were probably dirty and probably smelled and, and, uh, and, and, and not, not real pretty to look at either because they were fishermen, and fishermen was, uh, was one of those... Uh, occupations that really took a toll on you uh, of being out in the wind and the sun and the rains and all that all the time. But he told, he looked at him, he said, come, follow me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. So he called his own servants. He, Jesus calls each and every one of us to serve. That is, that is the, the one thing that the Lord has called us to do, and it's not only to serve him, but it's to serve mankind. He has called us to do a job, and he has called us to do something that, uh, that we probably normally wouldn't do, and that is to minister unto the needs of other people. That's what Jesus came to this earth for, to minister unto the needs of the people. And he he came seeking those that were lost and seeking those that were uh, had uh, medical problems and and uh, demon possessed and anything and and didn't have any money or anything like that. He these are the people that Jesus came to this earth seeking. So he called his own, and he gave unto and delivered unto them his goods. Jesus called these men. And told him, he said, follow me, 
and I will make you to become fishers of men. He had something that he wanted to give these people. He had something that he could teach these people. How many of us today, as children of God, how many of us have something that we can teach or we can tell other people about uh, things that we've went through and uh, how God has brought us out of things and what the Lord has done for us and and how that the Lord called us to do things and, and what we did when he called us? You know, experience is the best teacher that ever was. That's the reason why Jesus spent 33 and a third years on this earth is to, he wanted to know just exactly, he wanted to experience just exactly what it was like to be me and you. So he walked upon this earth. He was cold. He was hungry. He didn't have a place to lay down and sleep. He didn't, never did have a home. And, he, he, he knew everything. He knew sickness. He knew everything that we went through. He knew it. He, if he did not witness it firsthand or if, he did, if it did not happen to him, he'd seen it firsthand. And he felt what it was like to be these people that was laying at the gate and uh, they had to be carried there or laying at the pool of Bethesda and they had to be carried there because they could not walk. He knew what it felt like to be these people. So he, he came down here to live among us to experience just exactly what it was like to be us. But he delivered, and then he taught the disciples, and he he gave them power. He gave them power over uh, the things of this earth and the things of Satan. He gave him power over those things, and he told them to go to the upper room and tarry there till they be endued with power from on high. He gave them this power, and this power today, we can have it. You and I, as children of God, we can have that same power today in our lives if we want it. But the thing about it is, is, is Jesus is not going to make us do anything. He is going to ask us to do things. He is going to uh, hand us, he is going to hold out whatever it is that we need to uh, do whatever it is that he wants us to do in this life. He's, he's holding it out to us. Now then, it is our position it is our way do we want to go and take that or do we not see these these three servants if if their master had to come out with these these talents and he had given them these talents and he had held these talents out and told them that they could have them if they wanted them if they never stepped forward and never took those talents it would have never profited him them anything it would have not been any, worth anything. But they took these talents. And the two of them, they took these talents and they put these talents to use. But now then, in verse 15, it says, And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. I looked up the word several. Several in the Webster Dictionary means separate or distinct from one, another, 
or of relating separately to each individual involved. So Jesus knew each one of these men's, or the master knew each one of these men's ability. He knew just exactly what they were going to do before he offered these talents. Jesus knows our ability. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows just exactly what we are most fitted to do for him, even though we don't know it, even though it is completely opposite of what that we may choose to do, Jesus knows that we would be able to do this because of the ability that lies within us. So, to every man according to his several ability or separate or distinct ability that Jesus knew about, even if they did not. You know, like I've said before, 40 years ago, if you'd have told me that I would be running a podcast and I would be teaching Sunday school, I'd have laughed at you. Because, pal, there is no way in the world that I'm ever going to speak publicly in any form or fashion. It's just not going to happen. I would not even stand up in school and give a book report. I would rather take an F than have to stand up and give this book report and know that everybody was looking at me. I I just never did have confidence in myself. But he give every give these to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. So Jesus taught the disciples, he taught the apostles, and he taught those people that he sent out. He gave them what they needed to go out and to 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 proclaim the word to the whole world. He give he had everything set up in line before he ever left. So when he left, we took over where that he uh, had left off. He ha- he had taught us. He had became the ultimate sacrifice. He had opened up a way for us to become Christians and put get our sins under the blood, the word that we would have not, we would don't didn't have to make any more sacrifices every day. And then he he went up and he sat down at the right hand of the Father in heaven, and he's there today making intercession for you and I. He is our lawyer. He is the one that t- that pleads our cases to the to the Almighty God. He is the one that is sitting there, and when we go before Him with a a petition, a prayer, a request, He looks over to Father and He says, "Father, this is one of ours. Hear ye Him," and He listens to us, and then He He moves in a way that He sees fit on our request. We don't get everything answered just exactly the way that we want it answered, but we still get it answered. And it's, he's never late, and he's, he's very seldom is he ever. Uh, uh, he's always on time. That's what I want to say. He's always on time, and he's, he'll meet that need, and he'll tell you just exactly what you need to know, and he will give you the time to do it. And it's this lesson that I'm bringing forth tonight I've had this for um, a week or two or something like that and and 
the Lord kept leading me some other way or some other way, and I've, I've been trying to figure out just exactly what it is that the Lord and when it was that the Lord wanted me to bring this. And last night at church, um, pastor, uh, assistant pastor was teaching on uh, being a servant, and the Lord said, give me some more scripture and said, right, this is time. Tomorrow's podcast, I want you to teach on this. And, you know, God it, God has got everything under control. We need to follow him. He has, everything, he has everything done at the exact time that it is needed, that it is, uh, that someone really needs uh, this. He knows just exactly when to do everything. If we will just follow him and if we will listen to him. But the one that received the five talents. Now listen, a talent, a talent is is uh, those abilities to do things for the Lord, or, it, or even uh, you know, a talent can be something that you can do for entertainment. Uh, those abilities, uh, singing, helping others, uh, teaching, preaching praying, playing musical instruments, things of that nature. A talent is a special, often athletic, creative, or artistic aptitude, generally intelligent or mental power ability. It's those abilities that God gives me. Is my teaching a talent? Yes, it is. It is a talent from, from God himself because let me tell you something. Like I said many years ago, there's no possible way that I could do this. But God gave me this talent. Yes, I questioned him. I ran from him for a while. When he first gave me, when he first, my first calling was to preach. I, got, I, I joined a, a group and sang to keep from preaching. And finally, I had to give up and I had to answer the call to, to preach, and then the Lord, when I'd done that and I started preaching, then the Lord added other things to me. That's that's what these, these servants were doing. They were taking those talents that their master had given them, and they were using them, and in the, in the, the, uh, and during the time that they were using them, they, re they acquired other talents to do other things. And I listen that, you know, you may you may think I'm crazy or whatever, but that's fine. But listen, anything that you do for the Lord and you do it to the point of where that it is unselfishly done and you you really want to do it because uh, of whatever reason, other than gaining notoriety for yourself, you're, that is a talent that you can use for the Lord. I don't care if it's cleaning the church, if it's sitting in the pew of praying or, or holding your hands up and and uh, saying amen or whatever, uh, uh, teaching, preaching, uh, board member, it doesn't matter. Sitting in a little booth and running the, uh, the computers and the soundboard and things in that room, it doesn't matter. Those things are talent. And let me tell you something. <coughs> you may... You may think that sitting in that little sound room 
and running the computer and and the uh, soundboard and everything, you may think that's not a talent, but let me tell you something. I know for a fact it is because I can sit back there and try to do this stuff, and, and I'm not real good at it. I'm t- I've tried it. I've done it for a long time, and then uh, my sister and the Lord came along, and she goes back there, and it is flawless. I mean, it's it's a gift. It is a talent that the Lord has given her to do this, and she is really good at it. The Lord has blessed her really good with it. So it doesn't matter. Anything that you do for the glory of God, it's a talent. I don't care if it's to go cook for to give out uh, to give out meals in the community. I don't care if it's mowing the yard. I don't care what it is. Anything that you do for the Lord and you do it unselfishly, that is a talent that the Lord has given you to do, and you need to be thank you need to be thanking God for it and using it for His glory and not your own glory. But after a long time, the the master came back from his trip. See, our our Lord and Savior and our Master, he he took a trip a long time ago. But he's, he's going to come back one of these days. And he left us with a lot of talents that, that we need to be using for him, that we need to be using and putting them to the exchangers so that there will be other talents added unto us. And when, so when he comes back, we can give account for what we have done in this life for him. And that, that's exactly what these servants were doing. They were given account when their master came back. They had to give an account for what they had done while he was away. So the one that had five talents, he took those five talents to his master along with five other talents that he had uh, acquired during his absence. And the one that had the two talents, he took those two talents plus two more that he had acquired during his absence. But now then a lot of us, a lot of us as children of God, we are like the one that had the one talent. We are afraid. We are afraid to use our talent. We are, we are the ones that, that run and run and run, and we keep on running, and we don't never use that talent the way that the Lord wanted us to use it. We, we keep that talent hid. We don't want nobody to know about it because just as sure as somebody finds out that we can do this, they're going to want us to do it all the time. Well, that's, that's what a talent is for. And listen to me, the first time that you use that talent, you are really going to be discouraged. But keep on using that talent. Keep on using that talent. Because when you exercise that talent and you use that talent for the Lord, you're going to get a little better and a little better and a little better and a little better. I've been teaching and preaching for a long time now. And I, I've noticed that the Lord has given me more and, and I'm understanding more of God's word. And it, it, my knowledge keeps in, increasing and, and my bonus keeps increasing. All these things keep increasing because I keep using this one talent that he gave me. And then he gives me other talents like boldness and uh, like just, uh, the ability to 
tell the truth and, and tell it just like it is and not sugarcoat it and not be afraid to tell you just exactly what thus says the word of God. Those are talents that the Lord has given me. What is your talent? Are you using it for the Lord or are you hiding it? Have you dug a, a, have you been like the um, ostrich and stuck your head in the sand because you don't want anybody to realize that there's something that you can do that you're not doing in the church? Listen, let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you're cleaning the church or if you're doing the maintenance on the church and keeping the, uh, keeping things running in the church. This is a talent. This is something that the Lord has blessed you with. Thank God for it and use it for his glory. You know, and I, and I have often asked myself, Lord, why is it that I cannot stand one-on-one -on -one and talk to people a way that uh, my earthly brother does and some other people do. I, I'm just not a conversationalist. I cannot stand and talk to you about my life, the weather, uh, sports, anything. I just I just don't do that. That's, that's one of those things that I had just never been able to do. But when it comes time for me to teach Sunday school or when it comes time for me to sit down in front of this mic, the Lord just keeps giving me the words that he wants me to say, and they just keep coming because that is a talent that I am using for him, and he is blessing me by using that talent. And this one, he had the one that had the one talent. He went and he digged in the earth, and, and he hid that talent. He didn't want nobody to know he had it. He, he, he didn't want nobody to know that he had this talent, so he hid it. And he waited on his Lord to come back. And when his Lord come back, he didn't receive a blessing because he gave him something to use for his glory. And it should have been used for his glory and gave, given to him with uh, usury or with, uh, um, with been added, another one added to it. So this is the thing here. We have got to use what God gives us, and we've got to use it for his glory. And when he does, he will add other things to us. And, you know, if we will, if we will really sit down and think about, you say, well, you know, all I can do is, is, is pray, okay? Uh, where all do you pray at? You say, well, I, I pray at home. I pray in the... In the uh, Walmart, I, I pray and, and uh, when I go out to eat and uh, if I see somebody sick at work, I pray for them. Yeah, well, how long did it take you to get up enough boldness to where the, when wh wherever you were at, the Lord told you to pray some, for somebody and you didn't hesitate, you just went and prayed for them? See, you got one talent of the ability to pray, and then God gave you another talent, which was boldness that you may go to these people no matter where they're at and pray for them and not worry about what everybody else around you thinks. So, yes, you have got two talents. So continue to use those two talents, and God will add other talents to you. And you're going to be surprised one of these days when you look back on your life 
and you have figured out that you God gave you that one talent and you used it for his glory and now then you're looking around and you got three or four or five or six talents that you're using for the glory of God. Uh, Romans 12 chapter 1 I mean Romans chapter 12 verse 1 Let me go through all my markers here. If I ain't lost it. Uh, well. Romans 12 and 1. I took, I took my marker out when I was studying this morning and forgot to put it back. No, I didn't. I had my ribbon in there. 12-1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Get your life in line with the Lord. So when he has a talent for you, you will know that the Lord has has one that he is giving to you and you walk up with boldness and you take that and you use that for God's will. You use that because that is the perfect will of God. That is what God is wanting you to do. He has a job for each and every one of us to do and uh, we need to accept that job. Yes, I know some of them are, are really scary, and, and some of them are, are just, you know, you just think that they are ab uh, above and beyond your ability to do, that there is no way you can do them. But let me tell you something, you are dead wrong. Because I guarantee you that whatever God calls you to do, he will give you the tools to go along with that job to do what it is that he wants you to do. It's it's not going he's not going to give you everything all at one time, but you will work up and you you will start out with that one talent and you will you will use that talent and you will continue to use that talent and then you will figure out, well, you know, Lord, I I need I need this. This will help me do that thing that you have me to do a lot better. So you start seeking after that and and then God adds another talent to you and so on and so on. But we need to find out and we need to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for me, not for everybody else. We've got we've got to figure this out for ourselves. Because in, in Romans 11 and 20, Romans 11, 29, it says, For the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. So you can't take that one talent that God has given you and decided, Lord, that's not for me. I, I can't do that. I want to trade this in, in for something else. I'm sorry, you can't return it, and there is no refund, and there is no repentance for why you did not do that job. 
you're either going to do the job and get the blessing or you're either not going to get the job and you're you're going to receive the chastisement whichever that may be as with the servants there uh and the man that went into the far country, he took the one servant and he bound him and he throwed him into the lake of fire, basically, which was uh, gnashing of teeth. And that is, that is going to be some of our rewards, if you will, for not doing what the Lord wants us to do. That Not taking that talent and using it for the glory of God. Because, you know, it, it's a simple thing. It really is. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's a simple thing. Yes, it, it, is, uh, it is a very scary thing when you first start out. Uh, I know the first time I ever stood up to, to preach, uh, I'm glad I had a podium to hang on to and to brace my knees against because I was weak in the knees and I was sweating like I don't know what. But each time I stood and each time that I sought the Lord for a message and every time that I stood, it got just a little bit easier and a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And the same thing with teaching and the same way with this podcast. If you go back and listen to the uh, first podcast that I started, you're going to find out that they get a little better along the way. Why? Because I am proving to the Lord that I'm in, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to do this till he he tells me to quit. And, you know, that's that's the thing that we need to do is we need to put in our mind that we're going to do these things that God has us to do till, till he tells us to quit or he changes uh, what we are doing completely. Uh, I, don't, I don't preach much anymore, but I, I teach a lot. And I guess that's the one thing that I enjoy the most is the teaching part of it. And will I, would I preach if I was asked? Sure. As long as the Lord is in it and he gives me the message, I'll stand. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what God wants me to do. I am going to try my best to do everything that God wants me to do. Yes, sometimes I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Bible says confession is good for the soul. I don't always do everything that I'm supposed to do. I, I fail the Lord a lot of times and I get chastised and I have to ask for forgiveness. Uh, sometimes I have, I, I have feel like that I need to beg for forgiveness because I messed up real bad. But you know what? He's always right there. He's always got his hand out. Every time that I ask for forgiveness and, and tell him I'm sorry, he's always got his hand out and he picks me up and he sets me back up on that solid rock and he cleans me off and he makes me white as snow again every time. And, you know, this is the God that I serve. This is the Lord that is, is looking out for me. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And when I fall, he's looking over to the Father and say, Father, forgive him. He'll be all right. He's struggling right now. Lord, God, just just forgive him. And that's what Jesus is doing for each and every one of us. He knows what it's like. It's, he knows how hard this life is down here. And he's sitting there being our lawyer, taking our cases to the, to the Supreme Court, the, the, the judge of all judge. And he's pleading our case for us. 
But let's let's go to uh, Philippian Philemon two seven. I hope I got this. Yeah, Philippians, Philippians two uh, seven through seventeen. This is talking about Christ when he came down to came down to this earth. Let's see. Let's back up to five. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to, with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likes of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in the earth, heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Work out your own salvation. Don't let somebody tell you that you need to be uh, a teacher, that you need to be a song leader, that you need to be singing in a quartet. Don't let somebody tell you what that you think that you need to be doing. You listen to what God has to say. Yes, sometimes uh, a, a great man of God, a minister, a prophet, if you will, Sometimes they will prophesy over you or they will, they will give you a message from God and they will let you know exactly what it is that the Lord is wanting you to do. And, you know, we need, we need to listen to these, these men of God and we need to, to learn of these men, these men of God, these preachers and these ministers and these teachers. And we need to, we need to learn of them. And we see the, the disciples they, and the apostles, they followed Jesus around the whole time he was upon this earth. And they learned of him. They learned everything that they could from him. Yes, yeah, some, some of the lessons are hard lessons, and some of them are easy lessons. Sometimes we get rebuked, and sometimes the Lord praises us. But we, it's, it's just like any other thing that we do. We're going to have the high spots, and we're going to have the low spots. And we need to take them all and learn from them and do the will of God. Because that's what it's all about. It, it's not about uh, uh, the wealth. It's not about the riches. It's not about how much money you have or, or how big of a house you got. It's it's it, all everything in this world that is of any account is how much do you love Jesus? How much are you willing to do for the Lord? How, how many of those talents are you willing to accept from the Lord and use for his glory and not your glory? 
See, they, there's a lot of people in this world today that have some wonderful talents, but they are using them all for the wrong reason. This, we need to be using our talents for the Lord. We need to be using our talents to lift up the name of Jesus to the lost and dying world because this world is going to end one of these days and all these fame and fortune and all the things of this world is going to pass away and all we're going to be left with is heaven or hell and we as every man upon the face of this earth or that is in this earth is going to go to one of the other places one of these days and we're not going to, you're not going to be able to plead your case and and uh, take it to a higher court or uh, whatever they do to try to get out of hell, you're not going to be able to do it. You're, you are going there if you have not got the blood applied to your life and you are not following Jesus, hell is going to be your home. And there's nothing else that we can do about it. But in James, it talks about uh, to covet the best gift. Covet the best gift. You find out what God wants you to do, and that's the one thing, that's that one talent that God has set aside for you, and that is the best one for you. Now then, you need to seek after that and to to seek to do that job that the Lord has got set out for you. You need to seek to do that the, the very best that you can. How do we do that? Is we keep doing it for the Lord and we keep learning of the Lord and we and we let the Lord teach us as we go along and we do these things. Let me tell you, you're not going to be perfect when you do these things. You're going you're going to fail. If you, if you've been keeping up with my podcast any at all, you know that I say the wrong things sometimes and I I have to come back and correct it. But I I tell you what, I would rather fail a thousand times a day and then to mess than to be perfect and live for Satan and go to hell. And I'd rather mess mess up a thousand times and go to heaven and then I would to, to be perfect and go to hell. Because I know that I am I am struggling and I am doing the best I can and I am not perfect. But I am saved. I've got the blood applied to my heart, and I am on my way to heaven, and I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Can you say that today? Are you doing what the Lord wants you to do? Have you got your talents, and are you putting them to work, and are you gaining other talents? Don't hide that talent. Do not hide that talent. Let that talent out to where it can be used for the glory of God. And God will bless you and use you and give you other talents. And you use those for the glory of God. And he will bless you again and give you other talents. There's no end to what the Lord will do for you if you want to do for him. But, you know, we, we as children of God, we have to prove to him that we want to do what for him anything that he wants us to do yeah i'm not like i said i'm not perfect i'm gonna mess up i'm gonna say the wrong things and and uh, i can't remember things exactly the way i want to and i forget some words sometimes but that's all right because god is still using me to speak to you and to let you know that you don't have to be perfect 
All you have to be is willing. All you have to be is a servant. It's someone that is willing to serve and to do the things that the Lord wants you to do. That's all he's looking for is a willing servant. And, you know, we all need to be willing servants for him so that others can see him in our lives, so that they may give their heart and life to God, so that he may give them talents and, and they can use those talents for him and those people will give their heart and life to the Lord. It's a domino effect. But Christians, we're going to have to get up and we're going to have to, to go walk up and we're going to have to take those talents from the Lord and we're going to have to ask him to help us to use them for his glory and then we're going to have to prove to him that we will use them for his glory and he will bless us. This is not, this is not a me thing. It's not a you thing. This is a Jesus thing. And we need to let our light shine for him not that it not that it'd be a spotlight on us. We need to be obeyed so that he can be exalted. And that's the one thing that we, we really need to work on. Is it's it's not me, don't look at me, I I'm nothing. But I want to tell you about a man that is doing everything for me and meeting my needs and blessing me in so many ways, and he will do the same for you. And his name is Jesus. And he died upon a cross for, for our sins. Many years ago, and that blood still is just as pure as it was the day that it ran down that cross. It's still got the same uh, uh, properties as it did that day that it ran down that cross. It never changes. That blood is still just as powerful the day that the Lord shed that blood there on Calvary is still just as powerful today. It will cover your sins. It will wash you white as snow, and it will forgive you when you fail every time. There's, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. If you come to him with an humble spirit and you really, really want to live for the Lord, he will, he will come into your heart and he will, he will live in your heart and he will bless you and use you if you will let him. But see, Jesus is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself on us, and he's not going to force us to do anything. But the blessings are there. The talents are there. Salvation is there. All we have to do is take it. All we have to do is take it. And we use them for the glory of God to the best of our ability. You know, the Lord never expected us to be perfect. He never expected us to be perfect, but he did expect us to work for him. And that's all he wants, is a willing servant. To go out and to proclaim the gospel in, in every way that is possible, that we possibly can. So when the Lord has a talent for you, take it. Use it for his glory, and he will bless you. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate you all tuning in. Until next time, and God bless you.